Welcome to the weekly sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church of Murfreesboro. It is an honor and privilege to share this time with you. We love studying the scriptures and feel they are central to our preaching, teaching, and living of the good news of Jesus Christ, the gospel. Our mission here is to grow disciples of Jesus Christ who know him, love him, and serve him for the transformation of Murfreesboro and the world. It is our prayer that God would use our preaching and teaching to do exactly that. If you have questions, thoughts, ideas, or just want to talk a little bit more about what you've heard today, we love to hear from you. Most of all, know that you are in our prayers as we listen together. Now, let's dive in. Our scripture this morning comes from the book of Genesis, chapter 2, verses 1 through 3, and Exodus, chapter 20, verses 8 through 11. Hear the word of the Lord. And on the seventh day, God finished the work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all the work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and hallowed it, because on it, God rested from all the work that he had done in creation. And then Exodus 20, verses 8 through 11. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. You shall not do any work, you, your son or your daughter, your male or female slave, your livestock or the alien resident in your towns. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, but rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and consecrated it. This is the word of God for the people of God, and so we say, thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Holy God, we thank you for this day and for the chance to hear your word. We ask that you would be present as we hear these words, and may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing in your sight. Amen. This morning, we continue our work in the series, Getting Real with Each Other a series about some of the hard things that we face in life, sometimes alone, sometimes with another. We have talked about confidence and loneliness, and today we move to balance. How do we balance work and life? How do we live into Sabbath? Do we give so much of ourselves in one part of our lives that we have nothing left for the other parts? How do Sabbath and balance go hand in hand? As I begin, I want to be very honest with you. Several weeks ago, we sat around a table as we worked through worship planning, as we do every week, and we got to this series. And as we talked, we realized that three of the four pastors would be out for this particular Sunday. 
And so Drew looked at me and said, well, I guess you're preaching. And I said, well, I guess so. What is my topic? And he said, the elusive work-life balance. The room of pastors and Ben laughed. (laughs) Because to be quite frank, I'm the last person on staff that needs to talk about work-life balance. Because I don't do it well. I want to say that because this week's preparations have been very convicting for me. And quite frankly, God is doing just as much work on me in this sermon in helping me to find this balance as I preach. So if this is something that you struggle with, know that you are not alone and that we can struggle with it together. At a commencement speech at Tulane University in 2019, Apple CEO Tim Cook took students, t- told students a very popular quote. He said, if you love what you do, you will never work a day in your life. Then he said, at Apple, I learned that's a total crock. <laughs> Rather, when you find a job you are passionate about, you will work hard but you won't mind doing so. I fully believe in finding something that you will love. But he gave the realistic answer. Work is still work, even when you love it. For me, that quote gave me the permission to work more than I should. Setting up to struggle with balance. Right out of college, I began working 30 hours a week for the church and 10 hours a week at Walgreens until the church could afford to have me 40 hours a week. My rule was always, as long as I am single, I will give all that I have to work because I loved it. I embraced it. When that changes, I will make the changes necessary. I will find the balance at that moment. It only took me a couple of years to realize that that rule that I was living by was very unhealthy and also unhelpful to the places that I served. It took me almost hitting rock bottom and burnout and going away for two weeks to realize that I needed to put balance in place for my own sanity, for my relationship with my parents and siblings, from my relationships with my friends, from my relationship with God. I will never forget when a dear friend said to me, I think you've forgotten what it means to be Chrislin and not just a pastor. That was when I realized that something had to give. It was time. A study that was completed in 2022 stated that 94% of service professionals work on average 50 hours a week, and 48% of them consider themselves to be workaholics. You see, from the time that we enter college, technical school, or the career path of our choice, we are sold on the idea of living to work rather than working to live. We are sold on the idea that for us to be happy, we have to play the game. We have to climb the ladder. We have to follow in the footsteps of those that have been and gone before us, not daring to make our own path. 
We have to chase the American dream. Don't get me wrong. All those things can be wonderful. However, the problem with many of them is that it often comes at the expense of balance in our lives. The real struggle comes when we add the life part of the work-life balance. Adding to the demands of your career or job, your family, your friendships, your spiritual life, and everything else beyond work. These add a whole new level of stress. There are moms and dads who feel intense guilt about being away from their children. Or maybe they feel like they aren't earning enough for their family so they work more. Single parents who struggle to feel because they are just exhausted, giving all they have to where they are being pulled in every direction. Or those of us who, like me, when the mirror was held up in front of me several years ago, didn't have children, and our identity got lost in our work. These stresses, if not balanced, leave us at a place that we that can lead to health issues, depression, and other such struggles. These are real struggles. It is in these struggles and moments of our lives where we recognize the frailty of humanity and we look for ways to find rest, rejuvenation, and wholeness. While I believe that this concept of balance is complicated and complex because it is, I believe that a good starting point is turning to the words in Genesis that we read this morning. Words that remind us of something very important. God finished God's work, and on the seventh day, God rested. It was in this moment that the Hebrew word Shabbat appears. Plainly, Shabbat means to stop, to cease from. We see that word again in Exodus when God is helping God's people create structure in the form of rules, reminding them that they have been liberated and no longer bound to work nonstop like slaves. Reminding them also that God wanted to spend time with them just as much as God wanted us to spend time with God. Throughout scripture, we see Sabbath over and over and over again. As the Jewish people made it a part of their tradition, and even as we watch Jesus take his own moments of Sabbath, in the church, we have been taught to create Sabbath time in our lives through the reading of scriptures. We have been taught to imitate God in Resting. But how often have we done that? How often do we keep going when we know we need to cease? Sabbath is a wonderful gift that God gives us. It is a sacred stillness that centers us, allowing us to connect to God, to ourselves, to one another. 
It is in this Sabbath time that we are able to not just connect, but truly be with, encouraging us to be in prayer, but also to play and to laugh with. Brene Brown writes that play shapes our brain, fosters empathy, helps us navigate complex social groups, and and is at the core of creativity and innovation. It is in this understanding that we can understand that one of the beautiful parts of Sabbath prepares us to begin again. It offers space to simply be so that our brain, our people, and ourselves can be reset. My favorite theologian, Barbara Brown Taylor, wrote her experience about her first Sunday after leaving parish ministry. She had been a pastor for 20 years. She said that she went out to the porch, she said her morning prayer, she read a little, she ate a sandwich, she took a nap. She said, it's the first time in a long time that I have taken Sabbath. Yes, there was contemplation in it, but mostly... It was rest. She reminds me that Sabbath isn't just about being in prayer and resting, though. It's also about being present. About simply stopping and smelling the roses. It's doing something that brings joy and rejuvenation. Something that brings life in the midst of often the so much darkness that we experience. People flock to Sabbath for the rest part, most often. Or as Barbara Brown Taylor called it, the hammock part. But once they get into it, there is the night sky part. The moment where they're just looking at the stars and the questions come to mind. The why am I here? What am I doing? Where do I go from here? For many, we get to the rest, but then stop because the questions that come as we stare into the sky or look over the horizon scare us. However, Sabbath invites us into a place of rest. But then... It invites us beyond if we dare. It invites us into the unknown in a safe way. A way that reminds us of possibility, not impossibility. It helps us to tap into the creativity and innovation that may have been dimmed as we became overloaded with all of the things. Several years ago, as I began as your pastor of congregational care, I was talking to my counselor one day, and she said, you can't keep going like you're going. If you don't take care of you, you won't be able to take care of them. You must find the time to simply be. You may be sitting wherever you are right now and thinking, I don't have a day 
or an hour to give to simply be. I have this or I have that and I have the other. Trust me, I get it. My, my head is always flowing with things I need to do and people I want to see. It's hard to create space for Sabbath, especially if you're not used to doing so. However, I'm getting better at setting aside a time in a week where I just stop. I put aside my phone, my iPad, my computer, all of the ways that I'm connected to the outside world, all of the things that keep my mind moving. And I just breathe. Sometimes it's outside. Sometimes it's simply lying in bed and looking at the ceiling. Sometimes it's playing games or swimming in the pool with the kids. But I have learned and am still learning and struggling that when I am best at balancing, it is typically because I have found time to cease from, to sit with God, to Sabbath. As we continue in this fast-paced world where we are being pulled in every direction, my prayer for you and my prayer for me is that we would find time to rest our minds, our bodies, and our spirits. This morning, to close out, I, I want to do something a little unusual. I would like to close with a prayer that was written by Christina Walters Paintner. As I pray this prayer, may the words sink into your soul, allowing you to make this your prayer for yourself. So I'm going to invite you to close your eyes, take a deep breath in, let it out, open your heart, and receive these words. God of holy rest, on the seventh day you paused, laying down the work of creation, and entered into sacred stillness. Let us remember we were freed from slavery in Egypt and we are called to be people of liberation. Kindle in us the strength to say no to a world of perpetual busyness. Inspire us to set aside all our plans and goals to receive the gift of rest for ourselves. Let the Sabbath be a time of profound renewal of intimate connection with you and a rekindling of our holy desires to be of service. Sustain in us, O oh God, the desire to simply be and not succumb to the demands of productivity and an endless stream of achievements. Let our lives be a loving witness to the world of restoration and refreshment of the profound goodness of joy and delight, taking pleasure in the generous gift of pausing. We pray all of this in the name of your Son, Jesus the Christ. 
Amen.